As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Amen, amen, amen. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Pastor Ron and, and the group of uh, elders of High Point. Uh, together with the staff of this church, want to thank you for giving me the privilege to uh, address you this morning and this special day, kind of Thanksgiving. I feel like Thanksgiving is getting a bad rap uh, these, these days. Like we have gone from uh, uh, Halloween and we're landing right now in, in Christmas. We got snow uh, and Thanksgiving, kind of we're just flying over it uh, uh, with 30,000 feet above it. But uh, we continue to give thanks to the Lord. Would you stand up with me and uh, let's read Psalm 107 this morning. Psalm 107. And as you get into the place, if you do not have a, a Bible, there's a Bible provided for you in the front of your pew. You can open it to page 506. And we will read God's word this morning from Psalm 107. I, I recommend that you keep your Bible open, but you would uh, look at the verses that are uh, flashed up in the, the screen because we're going to be uh, jumping uh, selective ser- uh, verses from Psalm 107. We'll read God's word right now, Psalm 107. This is God's word. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeem of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and, in, and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wander in desert ways, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distresses. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons. For they have rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distresses. Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loved any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distresses. Some went down to the sea in ships doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to the heaven. They went down to the depth. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distresses. Verse 33, he turns river into desert, springs of water into thirsty ground. He turns a desert into pools of water and parched land into springs of water. 
The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let him consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Father, we look to you now, and we pray for the Spirit of God, the author of this book, that you will attend the preaching, the, the, the reading, and the consideration of your word this morning. And we pray that, you were, that your word will not return to you void, but they will do the work for which you send it this morning. Again, quita mami de aquí, O Lord, and you be the one who speaks to the people. For we pray in Jesus' precious name. And the church says, Amen. Glory. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Anne Voxkamp, author of 1,000 Gifts, a book that is a popular book, bestseller, explain the origin of her book by saying she was asked to meet a dare. She was there as an author to see if she could list a thousand reasons uh, for the things that she loved and was thankful for. She accepted that there thinking that this was going to be easy. But at the point of 567 things, which is pretty good, uh, her imagination began to run dry until she recognized that the thousand gifts that she needed to think about were something else. And she writes, after writing the book, the more I realized I was writing down 1,000 ways that God loves me, it awakened in me to embrace everything about me. At recognizing I didn't deserve anything of the things I had. I had done nothing for them. I get, I get to breathe, she says. Today, the sun comes up. My heart is beating. And my family is around me. She began to list, list one and other um, uh, items. And seeing, she says, that seeing all these gifts as, as the truth of Scripture that says that no one receives anything unless it is given uh, to him from heaven. She then recognized, and as she kept writing, she says that she now has 4,000 things that she's thankful for. Now, when we are in the dinner table in our Thanksgiving, and some of you have a big family, and you say, okay, what are you thinking for? Somebody says, uh, well, you go first. Oh, you go first. It's like, uh, I'm thankful for uh, you go first. Now, here it is, a thousand reasons, 4,000 now, when you connect God, when you connect Christ to everything around you, it's all about his love for you. You're blinking, that's his love for you. You don't have to exist. We didn't have to exist. God just holds us in, in the palms of his hands. And the Bible, Psalm 107, is actually, Psalm 107 is actually trying to do this for us. It's calling God's people to recognize thousands of ways that we can give thanks to the Lord. So I, wanna, I don't want to talk about a thousand reasons. 
And we'll be here all day. Um, well, I want to talk about three distinct reasons that the people of God give thanks uh, to God. Uh, and, and I don't want uh, 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 Thanksgiving to be one day only. Thanksgiving is the way that Christians redeem people, uh, responds to what God has done in their lives. So, so uh, the psalm is a, it's a call not to everybody, not to everybody, but to everybody who has been redeemed. It's, there is a difference between a family that gives thanks on, on the table, and then there's pauses of silence, and there's a difference with a family that has experienced God's uh, amazing redeeming power in their lives. And the Bible says that we, we need to know that. And there are thousands of reasons for a Christian uh, to, be, to be thankful for their. Here are three reasons that are distinct that make the redeem of the Lord say so. It is a call. The psalm is a call to the redeem of the Lord to say so. You ought to speak out. When it's uh, something about giving thanks to God, you ought to be the first one saying, I got something. I got something, a thousand things. And the Bible tells me before we get into these three things, uh, three uh, distinct reasons, I want to give you kind of an outline or a structure of the Psalm 107. Psalm, Psalm 107, according to the people that study the Bible, say that Psalm 107 is an example of Hebrew poetry. It is, it is well written. It, it just repeats the other phrase over and over again. And it's just, it's just, this is how God's people, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people fought. This is how they wrote in, in their hearts. And the Bible tells us, that, uh, Psalm 107, you could divide it in three parts. Uh, one part is verses 1 to 3. That is a call, a call to the redeem to give thanks. Not, not a call to everybody. We're all supposed to give thanks. But this is the redeem. There's a difference between the redeem and the not redeem people. God makes a difference. He makes a difference between light and dark, between devil and God, the sons of God and the sons of the devil. God makes a difference. And he makes a difference for the people who are redeemed when they get in their table in Thanksgiving. That is tremendous. So that, puts, that puts us in, in you know, with, with, okay, God, I need to understand this. There's a call to, re, to the redeem to give thanks. And then verses 4 to 32, there are four examples of people of the redeemed to come, who come forward. And maybe there are four different mics. And there's a group of people that stand here, another group stands there, another group there, another group there. And there's four different people that give uh, categories of people that give, give thanks. At verses 4 to 9, there's the travelers who are lost. This could very well be the Venezuelan folks that are coming to the Hispanic church and they have no place to stay but are sleeping on the street or in the police, uh, uh, whatever, uh, where they put you in jail. They're there. And, 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 and then this verse 10 to the 16, where you have the, the prisoners, people maybe from Statesville, prisoners who are bound because of their rebellious way because they chose to disobey God and act completely different than what God has created culture to be 
And then verses 17 to 22, there's the fool or the fools who are sick. They are sick because of poor choices that they have made in their younger days. And maybe now they are, they are experiencing cirrhosis of the liver. Or they are experiencing uh, uh, lung cancer. Or they are experiencing issues with health. But at the end, it was because there was a time in their lives that they decided to live another way than God's way. And then there's verses 23 to 32, where there's the businessmen. I like this because they, they have a vision. The businessmen, they have a vision, and they look at the sea, and they want to they wanna go into the sea, to the world. They have a great vision. They want to fight the, the, the oceans. And once they go there, well, they find that, that you get to the point where you run, you run. The wits end. You are at your wits end. You don't know what to do with the business anymore. And then there's verses 33 to 43. That is a consideration uh, of the wisdom of giving thanks. In other words, in other words, the psalm is a psalm that calls out to give us to give thanks to the people who are redeemed. But it lands, it lands on you just don't give thanks to filling a day. It lands on the fact that you cannot be a wise person in life unless you know what thanksgiving does for you. And the Bible then tells me there are three things that are different in a home that is a Christian, and you and I, uh, as opposed to people who don't know God. When we Christians, when redeemed people, when we give thanks, giving thanks recognizes the presence of God in all of life. When we give thanks, we reaffirm the power of God in my life, in your life. And when we give thanks, we rejoice with the people of God around our life. There's just three little points in, in trying to match uh, the, the style that you guys do. And the Bible tells me, first of all, that you, need to, you and I, we need to give thanks. When we give thanks, we recognize God's presence uh, in all of life. Look with me in verse uh, 43, as we mentioned, the, ver the, the psalm lands in the last verse, and the last verse is the purpose why he's writing this thing, why he's calling the redeemed to give thanks. Because in verse 43, it says, whoever is wise, whoever is wise, you need to attend, attend to what, uh, what I just said about Thanksgiving. Uh, let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. You always need to consider that God is all the time loving you. This is, the, this is what uh, uh, this girl Anne uh, said. She said, when I recognized, when I connected, she was writing a book. Somebody there heard, write the book and say a thousand, a thousand reasons. You and I can come up with one or two on a, on a Thanksgiving day, but she had to write a thousand reasons. When she got to 500, she said, wait a minute. And, and then, but she, she began to write, began to write. When you connect the staff fast love of the Lord in your life. You know, part of our lack of thanksgiving might be, at least it's true in my life, part of the lack of my thanksgiving is that I forget that Jesus loves me all the time. 
And there's, there's not a point, there's not a moment in my life, in all the problems, in all the issues of my life, there's not a moment that he stops loving me. And we will see this in the Psalm, in Psalm 107. So the Bible tells me that wise living is about recognizing the steadfast of the Lord in everything that we do. And this is, this is brought to us. The wisdom of this is brought to us because you look at verse 33, actually from 33 all the way to, to 43. But verse 33 says, he turns, listen bien. Listen bien, listen good. Okay, listen bien. Okay, you, you, he turns rivers into deserts. Okay, you got that. And then he says, springs of water into thirsty ground. And then verse 35, but we could add that, he turns deserts back into pool of water and parched land into springs of water. You say, whoa, 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 whoa. God, the, the wisdom of living is that God is the great rever reverser of situations in your life. You could be up and you're down. You could be down and you could be up. Something was, is going good and then it doesn't go good. Something's going bad and then it goes bad. And God said, the Bible is saying, God is behind all these things, the rich and the poor. The health and the sickness. All the time. At the end, God is sovereign over all things. And the Bible is reminding me that we need, those of us who are Christians, we need to have a worldview that is Christian. We need to have a worldview that sees God, sees God behind everything. God is the ultimate reality of all of life. He, from Him proceeds everything you see, including your feelings. It all comes. I don't, we have our own you know, will, and we have, but God is the one who's in charge of all of life. And those who give thanks, give, the thanksgiving of a Christian gives thanks to God because he, I see him behind everything in life. This is, a, this is what the Old Testament called the uh, fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the, the awareness that whatever you are, whatever you do, God is there. God is in control. God is there to bless. God is there if you mess up, well, things could go wrong. God, God is there. And the Bible reminds me of this in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, to know that God is in everything is the beginning of what you're going to do in life to make your life successful. As soon as you take God out, you're already in the wrong path. And the Bible then says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Insight for living. Insight. Insight is a worldview, the understanding that everything you're going through is something that God has placed there for a purpose, for, for in the control of our lives. And God, then we live our lives before God all the time. His steadfast love never ends. It doesn't matter what you experience. When I 
read the Bible and you read the Bible, uh, every time God is going to use a person to impact his world, all the people's lives, they have to learn to become aware of his, of his presence around them. Let me give you a, a tip for raising children. You have to be aware that God is in control of that. And not in control, Lord, it's up to you. No, it's uh, the, the, the atmosphere, the decisions that you make, the way that you talk, the, thing, the schedule that you have, all that has to reflect the fear of God, the love of God, the steadfast love, love of God. Your children, my children need to grow. My grandchildren, they need to grow in the awareness that God is not a religion, that God is present. So you give thanks because you're recognizing that presence. When I read the Bible, I, I come to, for example, Abraham. And Abraham, God appears to him in a vision. He doesn't know whether he was dreaming or sleep or sleepwalking, what it was. But he sees this smoking furnace moving between some animals. And he says, oh my gosh, that is God. And if you read the Bible, you get to Jacob, and you find Jacob running from his brother, and he gets to a place, he finds a rock, and he uses it for a pillow. And he lands there, he has a dream, wakes up, and says to, to this rock, this is nothing else but the gate of heaven, the gate to the stars. That's a title for a movie. And he then recognized that God was in that place. And the Bible reminds me of Moses and Joshua when the Lord says, oh, by the way, I'm going to call you to do this, but, uh, but take off your sandals of your feet because uh, the place you're standing is holy ground. You can't step, you can't step, you can't step unless you know that God is around you. And that's what, let the redeem, uh, let me, uh, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Somebody say amen. Well, oh, you guys, it's hard to preach. <laughs> it's hard. No amen. But, but, but think with me of, of Paul. The thorn and the flesh. The thorn and the flesh. Lord, in the name of Jesus, cast out a demon out of my life. Hallelujah. And the presence of God, my grace is sufficient for thee. So he says, so I conclude, I conclude that I'd rather be poor and proudless with this and that. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. So you cannot... You cannot live life. You cannot face struggles in your life. You cannot face anything. Unless you practice the art of thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving is sort of, we will see, is sort of the end of one thing. Recognizing the presence of God. And the last one is of reading a bunch of them. But in Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that Uzziah died. Uzziah was a great king. 50 years or so, it was, the economy was going, wow. The, the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, great sales. It was a Tuesday, amazing, the internet. Everything was going fine when this guy was president. And then he died. And Isaiah said, oh my gosh. And he says, in the year that King Uzziah died, 
I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple seraphim called out one to another saying holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth the whole earth not heaven the whole earth is filled with his glory that is that is his assignment or the vision of a Christian who's being redeemed, who sees God in control of all things. Jesus didn't just die for you. He's Lord of Lords, King of Kings. All power has been given to me, said Jesus. And the Bible reminds us, you know, we, when we give thanks, the redeemed gives thanks because they recognize that behind everything that happens, there's a presence that has a purpose, that has a plan. Or that has, or he exists. And we see that. We don't have to be proven that he exists. The redeemed say so. Say so. Because that's true in their life. Look at the second thing. So not only giving thanks recognizes the presence of God. Giving thanks reaffirms the power of God to my life. And let me remind you, redeemed people are people who have at the bottom line, they have the power of God touching their lives or else they're not redeemed. Because Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says that the gospel is the power of God. The power of God is not a miracle. The power of God is the gospel of Christ in your heart. It changes you. It changes you. And you still have issues in your life like we're going to see. But giving thanks reaffirms well, we mentioned that reaffirms the power of God to my life. And this is how we go. Remember, we started from the bottom. We started at the end of the psalm. We're moving our way up because I believe, and I, I read this somewhere, and I saw it in a movie, Flash, and I, I follow who, who quoted it. I remember the movie. And the, the movie said, uh, life is lived forward, but is understood backwards. Why well, I say, oh, wow, oh, wow, I never read that. Some philosopher, somebody that knows things. But, but you read Revelation, and you know how to move forward because life is explained backwards. And when we look at the psalm, we see that the psalm is a psalm of wisdom. And wisdom is, is, is the, the key to live life, and you cannot have wisdom unless you have the instrument of thanksgiving. And the Bible then tells me, uh, giving thanks reaffirms the power of God to my life. Because now in, in the verses 4 till 32, or, or, or continuing, uh, four people come up to give testimony. Four distinct groups of people come out uh, to, the, to the mic, to, the mic, to uh, give testimony, giving thanks to God. And the Bible then reminds me, uh, remind you, I'll, I'll remind you, the Bible is there, but the Bible reminds me there's different experiences that a Christian has. And, and they're the wonders. The people don't, don't know what to do. You, you were going there, and now you lost your way. You got married, you got divorced, and now you lost your way. You had kids, and now they grew up, and you empty nester, and you lost your way. Now, what am I supposed to do? You retire and you say, well, now what I do with my time? And you lose your way. 
or some of sometime when we lose our way, our soul becomes dry. And the Bible says these are the first group. They stay on this side. Okay, you, what's your testimony? Oh, how you go here? The people that are dry. Uh, and the Bible says that there was rebellious, rebellious people, prisoners. Uh, verses 10 to 16. Uh, this may be our people in Statesville. Uh, or maybe they're people bound. It could be literal. It could be uh, figurative. They're bound in an addiction. They're bound in an addiction. It doesn't matter how many times you have promised God that you're not going to do that. You come back and do it again. That's Romans 7. And I want to let you know, just as I touched Romans 7, and that's tremendous, is uh, that Paul says at the end of Romans 7, what does he say? Thank big to God. Thank big to God for Jesus. Whatever addiction you have, the only reason you can give thanks today, even when your addiction is because thank God for Jesus. Tie Jesus to your bottle. Tie Jesus to your pornography. Tie Jesus to whatever it is in your life that has a hold in you. And you are able to give thanks. And see, hey, maybe we're not living right. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying, uh, this, uh, you recognize that God's people, God's redeemed people are people who have a life that, that geez, they need to give thanks because look at the shape they are by themselves. And, and then there's the fool who are now sick. Maybe this is the person who made choices uh, to smoke, it was cool when we were young to smoke, and now you have lung cancer. Maybe it was cool to drink, and you just couldn't hold it, and began to drink, 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 and now you're like 40 or 50, and you have psoriasis of the liver. And so so there, 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 there are uh, sickness that come to our life, and some of those, not all of them, a sickness is not sin, but, but often the consequences of we living Differently, And the Bible tells me, maybe you're a businessman today that you venture into the sea, into the ocean. And you say, well, I could do this. But all of a sudden, the business went well. And then the business went down. And then you went this way and went the other way. And you started trying to recognize that, that going into your business is not an easy endeavor. You run your wits in. Um, uh, for example, me as a pastor, I want to grow the church. And sometimes the church has grown, sometimes it hasn't. And I'm like in deep weeds, you know, what do I do? How do I do? And the Bible said, tell me, these are the people to, let me ask you a question as we move on. Who, who are you like? Where, in what line would you stand to give your testimony. Would you stand in the line of, I don't know what my life is going to be? Or would you stand in the line of saying, there's an addiction in my life? Or would you stand in the, in the line of people who are saying, man, I made wrong choices and I'm paying for it uh, foolishly? Or you in the line of somebody who had great vision and great for that, amen. I'm glad that you went into the sea. They saw the great working of God in the sea. Amen. God is there too. But uh, we're not able to meet life without God. And we need to recognize that that's where thanksgiving comes in. As I, as I read this, 
four types of people, I see three life lessons that we learn. A simple lesson. The first lesson is that life is made of troubles. And I would I say life is rough, but God is good. This is the experience of the Christians. I basically means sometimes. Once in a while I speak, and I don't even know what I'm saying. And I just say, I, I'm, pretty soon I'm going to say something that I'm going to ask you to translate for me. But, but <laughs> Pastor Key one. But, but listen, sometimes we think Christianity is presented to us that if I raise my hand, if I come forward, if I ask him to come into my life, my husband is going to change. Everything is going to change. No, no, you're going to change, not everything. And you're going to change by saying, doesn't matter who my husband is, I need to show the steadfast love of God. Steadfast, steadfast, steadfast to this situation. I need to bring God's uh, uh, knowledge into the, the knowledge of the Holy One. I need to bring it into this situation over and over and over again. Because His steadfast love endures. How long? Forever. Until He dies. Until she dies. God continue to call us to love, to reflecting uh, thankfulness for what he has done for us. This is so true. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Job chapter 5, verse 7. And there it says, there's an old redeemed uh, person. But man, listen, man is born to trouble as these sparks fly upward. If you, if you have a torch and you go like that, you burn yourself. You say, no, I'm pointing it down. Yeah, you're pointing it down, but it, 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 fire goes up. And picture yourself in a, in, a, in a retreat, a youth retreat. Some of us, we even forgot what that is. We can't picture it. But, uh, but a, a, a bonfire, and everybody's around it, and they're singing Kumbaya, and, and all of a sudden, as you look, and in the fire, you see the sparks going up. In the Hebrew, also the Spanish, by the way, uh, it, it says, uh, as the fire, as the sparks go up in a fire, so is everyone that is born. Every man is born into trouble. And what he's telling us is you need to recognize that it, like the fire goes up, every human being in this world suffers in this world, has problems in this world. Every marriage, a given certain time, they have issues. Every child, when they get to the 13, you will have problems. It's, it's like every teenager, it's like every, everything. Every college you go to, I have kids, I go to college, and, and then they're, they're calling their mom or coming over, they feel depressed. And many feel depressed when they're in college. Uh, it's because whatever it is that you do, you, as a person in this world, will seek trouble. All trouble will seek you as the fire goes up and the sparks go up. And the Bible then reminds me that we have issues in this life. But the second thing that I learned, this life lesson, is that we don't always, we Christians, we who are redeemed and are supposed to give thanks, we don't always follow, have followed God's counsel. 
And this is what the Bible says. Look at, look at Psalm 107, uh, verse uh, 10 and 11. I'll put it right here. Sorry, Psalm 107, verse, some sat in darkness. Some people sat in darkness. And in the shadow of death, this is like danger. Prisoners, prisoners uh, in affliction. Affliction is emotional turmoil. You could say somebody's depressed. Uh, in affliction and in irons. It's like you, you're stuck. You can't break it. And look what the Bible says. For Why? 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 Uh, for they, this is not true of everybody, but this is true in the, in the people of God. For they have rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. It's like, when, when, if we ask the question, what is the counsel of God? What is the counsel of God? We, we, we follow, we always follow the counsel of, of our teachers. We follow the counsel of our parents. We follow the counsel of the coach. We follow the counsel of the friends. We follow the counsel in TikTok. In TikTok. And we follow the counsel of the videos in YouTube. And we go there first. We go there first. See how people handle it. And they give you testimony. But life, listen, life is not the life that gives things, that gives things a million reasons. It's a life that knows that life is, is, is made by God's word. God's word is the counsel of God. This, this book is the counsel of God. It is not my words only. It is my words, for example, as close as you could get to God's word. Because it is God's word, the counsel. And Jesus said, we, you, you and I, we will be judged by the words that he has said. It's not by, by your opinion. Nobody's going to go to heaven and say to God, hey, God, you know, I don't think that you should do this to me. I don't think you should do that. It's, you need to go by God's word. The Bible then reminds me that we need to be in the word, I want to get. I'm going to say this as an example of uh, somebody who's getting old, ready to go, pretty much. Um, and uh, and 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 this is what God has taught me uh, through the years. I've learned that you, you and I, that I need to read my Bible more. Not only that, but I need to read my Bible only. At this point, at this point, well, you know, I was trying to do a couple of doctoral ministries in, in my life, my my life as a Christian, and um, and some some school told me you can't do a, a college a, a doctoral ministry degree because you don't have the library to do it. And I said, well, let me tell you what I have and see if I could, I could stay home and do the papers from here. And I sent them a list. It was it was like. 20 pages of single, single lines of all the books. If you ever have seen my books, and that's not half of it in my, in my office. And I have a closet that people want to throw me out of the church because it's full of books. But my wife wants to divorce me just about because there's so many books in the basement. And then I have a room that is full of books. And they, they, it's all books. And there comes a time in your life, I've read a lot of theology, I've read a lot of counseling, I've read, you know, I, I, want, I want my church to grow, I, I want to go into the big boys' ministries. 
But at this point, I've gotten to the point to say, uh, I need to be able to read a passage. And I do that some, you know, there's some expertise that you, you get with time. But, but I want to be able to just, just stay here and go here and see here and see there and see there. So, so I, one of my practices, I want to read the Bible, the Old Testament twice. I mean, once every two months months and once the New Testament. So in order to do that, in order to read the Bible in one month, you have to read 30 chapters of it. And you could do it. You could do it. If you don't watch too much TV and you don't want to, you don't watch one hour of just scrolling and your Twitter and all that, you, you could do it. Okay, you could do it. Um, and I could do it. But it's hard. And, and, and so I chose to read the Old Testament uh, twice, uh, once every two months. So it's 15 chapters. And then the New Testament, once a month, that is nine chapters a day. And now I, what I've done, and then I've divided the day in three parts, a.m., uh, noon, and p.m. And I try to read as much as I can here, much as I can, and the noon, and much as I can, and try to fill the 15 uh, chapters and nine chapters so I could read the Bible. And I, I don't say that as anything. I just say that as, a, as an example. Uh, to you to know that we can follow a counsel of everybody. We can get, uh, you know, a degree in anything. You can have a big business in everything, but you need to follow the counsel of God. And if you say, what is the counsel of God? The Bible is the counsel of God. And I want, I'm thankful for Pastor Ron and the ministry of High Point, the pastors in High Point, in every site that you go. But they, it doesn't matter the subject that we are touching. The subject begins from a text of Scripture applied to that situation. So I thank God for Pastor Ron. Uh, but we have not always followed the counsel of God. And that's the people of God. And you can also give thanks if you are disobedient. Let me tell you why. Because when they are at their wit's end, when they are sick to death, when they are lost and doesn't know where to go, because they have disobeyed God, then the Bible says, and it's amazing, look at it, Psalm 107, verse 6, 13, 19, 28. Then they cry to the Lord in their trouble. And what does God do? Wait a minute. Hey, let's not rush. They cry to the Lord. You know, sometimes we have this list of things that we want, and there's nothing wrong with the list and saying, Lord, you know, bless so-and-so. Lord, bless. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. And that's Okay. But the Bible is saying that God responds when we cry to him. I mean, there's a child that is crying, Daddy, Dad, Dad, Dad. He's, he's not saying, hey, I got it, Dad, don't bother me. Yeah, I know what I'm supposed to do, Dad. Yeah, no, no. Now, this is when the child just messes up and comes and cries to God. And, and this is sometimes Thanksgiving is not there because you haven't suffered enough. You know, I've gone preaching in Santo Domingo, Republican Dominican, uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. And those people, when they sing, the roof blows off. They have no mics, they have, but the roof blows off. Because when you have nothing, all you have is Jesus. And they sing. It's the same thing with, with the state's will. When, when they sing, when you preach, it's, it's always, uh, it's like easy to do it because, because the people are 
I'm nothing. The Bible just is reminding me that God responds to the cry, a person who doesn't have anything and comes to him and cries to God. But look what he says. I remember that people were disobedient and they, 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 they spurned the council. They spurned the council. It's like, hey, well, I don't like the council. And the council of the most high is like, muchacho, kid, listen, who are you saying no to? Who are you saying no to? You're saying no to the creator of heaven and earth. You're saying no to him. You're spurned. The council, don't say the word. It's just the council of the most high. I mean, whatever God you want to put in your life, your marriage, your husband, your kids, whatever God you have as an idol, uh, God is, is the council higher. The Supreme Court. And the Bible then reminds me, what does God do? There's people that are disobedient. He doesn't say that God, he doesn't say that God says, oh, now, Oh, now, oh, now you're coming to me. It doesn't say that my mom used to say, oh, you made your bed lay in it. I don't know if you have that. I'm sure you do. Amen. So the thing is, uh, you know that. It's like that. This is your problem. Now you do it. And now it was your hey, God does not do that uh, to anybody, to the lost, to the bound in addiction, to the people in, in Statesville, to the business who, who's broken because he doesn't know what to do. God, look what he says. He says, and he delivered them from their distresses. Whatever thing it is that ails you. When you learn to just come before him and cry to him. When Thanksgiving come, somebody says, you have something to share? And you know, your brother is going to say, you share. And going to say, oh, you start first. But when it gets to you, he says, I, you remember that I was like this, remember? Family, remember that? I cried to God. I cried to the Lord. And he delivered me. So these are, this is what we learn. Giving thanks reaffirms the power of God in our lives. You see it in the examples to the faint souls in the desert. He filled the soul with good things to the prisoners in bars. He shattered the doors of bronze to the foolish who got sick. He sent his word and healed them to the business in ships and storm. He made the storm be still. Let me ask you a question. Can you think of three things? Three things. Not a thousand. You know, we, we, you'll never speak. Uh, oh, I'll never speak. Can you think of three things that God has done in your life to move you forward in the walk with him? Or to move you up in the walk with him? How has God deepened you in his relationship? How has God gotten you to the point where where your prayer was not just a list. You cried to him. You know these things were important. And you gave it your soul when you prayed to him. And, and, and you will probably find um, that there were blessings. Or there were challenges. Or there were rebukes of God. No from God. And you left and you left, whatever it is. But finally you come back. And when you cry out to him, 
God is still there for you. He doesn't reproach you. He, he delivers you. Uh, like, like, like the prodigal son. You know, when he comes back, the brothers say, hey, this kid, you're doing all these things to the father. He said, you're doing all these things for this guy. And he did all these things for you. He wasted your money. He was, he was, he was sexually, sexually addicted. And now you, he comes and you don't even say, uh, eh, 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 eh. He said, kill, kill, kill the calf and, and, and give him the coat and, and put the sandal and here's my ring. In other words, God has a, a arms wide open so much that in the cross he's able to deliver you. And, and this is the redeemer of the, of, the, of the Lord that says so. As I look at this, I see a pattern for power. And this is the pattern for power. In Psalm 107, you live, you and I will live. And then we get into trouble. Everybody gets into trouble. But then you pray. You learn to pray. You learn that it's not just praying. It's now seeking him. It's now crying to him. Uh, not because he wants to make you suffer. But because relationship with God is meaningful. Relationship with God is meaningful. And prayer is meaningful. That when you're talking to him. You, your tears are coming out. Your heart is, is poor before him. And we need to ask God. Lord. Make me like that. But then the Bible says. There's deliverance. And then. There's thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is at the bottom of the pile. It's at the bottom of the pile because that reaffirms that you were living, that you had issues, that you pray, that God delivered you. And so you say, thank you, the redeemer of the Lord. Say so. Everybody could say thank you. If you think about it, the car you drive, everything you have is thank you. If you, if you want to. Uh, and you should. But there's, there are things that are deeper than just thank you. It's how he changed me through this life. And sometimes he has said no. And remember, life is left forward and understood later. Sometimes we have prayed to God and he has not delivered us. And when time passes, you look back and you say, what did you say? Thank you, Lord, that you did not answer me. Thank you, Lord, that at least, you know, I was... I, I never did that. Oh, thank you, Lord. That I, there's a thank you. And that is God's power sustaining you through all this time in your life that you were. It means, you know, I don't want it. In shunning trials, we are actually seeking to avoid blessings. So the Bible reminds me that giving thanks recognizes God's presence, reaffirms God's power, and also giving thanks, rejoices with the people of God around me. That might seem like, you know, nothing, but that is important because the call is to the, the call of the psalmist is to the redeemed of the Lord. And that's that is not to the redeemed as singular, to the redeemed, the English can't bring it out, but to the redeemed of the Lord, to the ones from the north, to the one from the south, to the one from the east, to the one from the west. That God is active in different people's lives. 
And the Bible then reminds me that this is, when we are thankful, we rejoice with people who are not like me, who are not like us, who are different than me, who have different makeups, the different styles, but they all are redeemed. Oh, the Lord. Oh, we have a high point as we close almost. Uh, we have English congregation. We have a Spanish congregation. We have a Korean congregation. And we have a Russian congregation. And let me just remind you, the list, the list is not... Uh, a li- you know, kind of a, a, a list of values. Who goes first? Who goes, who goes last? It's just a list. It's just a list. I just wrote it like that. Okay, it's not. It's not a value list. It's the list. Okay, I say that because when we have different different cultures, people say, "Why you put me at the end?" Why you put me at the beginning? Why am I in the middle? It's like, oh, I don't want to go first. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know they kind of look at me and say, why are you saying that? It's because I'm speaking to four different congregations. And at least I'm speaking to one. Why didn't you put a Spanish first? <laughs> and I said, well, it's just a list. It's just a list. It's just a list. We are four congregations. Distinct languages. Distinct culture. Distinct styles. This, this, we all have DNA. We all have DNA. There's a, there's a DNA in us. We all have DNA, but our DNA is not, is not all, you know, it's, it changes. That's why somebody has blue eyes, another person has long hair, another one has frizzy hair. It's, it's like the DNA, we all have DNA, but they're different DNAs. And, and sometimes, you know, in my, my uh, travels, travels and ministry, I've been uh, consulting churches, um, seeking to follow the model of being multicultural or multi-ethnic. And, and I'm, I'm, uh, let me just remind you, I, I, I quit that, that much because I don't know how to do it. But, but I've helped people to do it. It's just, a, it's just a, who knows? Who knows? But one thing that we do know, okay, is that you cannot kind of look at other cultures and say, why do they meet? Why do they, are they, they not with me? Why are they, why are they, there's no wise here. It's, the Bible reminds me that even though we are different cultures, we do diff, distinct things, we are one in one thing, and one same Redeemer, Jesus Christ, one same redemption, the blood shed by Emmanuel's vein on the cross of Calvary, the resurrected Jesus Christ who's coming again, and one same thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. That's what unites us. And I'm so glad. I say this from my heart. I'm so glad that Pastor Ron has the vision and the guard to say, God has saved people from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west. We, in this building, we need to create a space for the people in the north, a space for the people from the south, a space from the east, a space. In other words, we need to make space because the redeem of the Lord Say so. Make me a space where I can worship him and give him glory. Because we have that experience of God's redemption. We, we become uh, gracious to other people. And that's why, as we mentioned, High Point stuck the care center uh, last week. 
That's why we give thanks that through your generosity, we could have a Hispanic ministry, a Korean ministry, and a Russian ministry. Through your generosity, our church served over a thousand people last week, Thanksgiving turkeys. And just in the gym last week, we were 330 Hispanics. We have received 20 turkeys. Care gave us those turkeys. We Cook those turkeys, and we're not tacos either. And we gave them to 330 people because God is calling people from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west. Father, we praise and we give you glory this morning as we sing your praise. Father, help us work in our lives in such a manner that we are able to recognize your presence every day and working us in such a manner that we are able, Lord, to reaffirm with thanksgiving the power of God and the problems that we get and the miracles and the things that you do to get us out. And we pray, Father, today that you give us that heart that rejoices, that rejoices because people from all over the world praise you. Let's sing to God.